This is Frank. Bank is not here tonight. He's sick or some shit. I am here just as an engineer, and I'm, I wanted to introduce you. Uh, hello, Nicholas Billiards. Welcome to Almost Canon. I don't yep. think he's there. That's me. Oh, shit. There he is. Hello, Nick. Hello. That's in gloves. Frightening. If you, if you didn't know, this is Almost Canon. Uh... The hip new podcast that's sweeping the nation, and on on almost canon we talk about all sorts of weird shit. That's true. Now I've listened to every single episode so far, and I am I've been thoroughly educated on very diverse topics, and I just can't wait to listen and hear what you got to tell us tonight, Nikki. Yeah, so tonight's gonna be a, a humdinger. A quicker than usual episode. A quicker? Quicker. Oh, quicker. I got a, a major story that we can go over. Uh, major. You no. Know, it touches on some subjects that we've talked about in the past. But, uh, well, okay. you guys are looking up pictures of our dear old General Glenn D. Van Eric. We're going to go to a quick commercial break. Uh, my name's uh, uh, Bob Billy Jim Bob. Uh, come again, sir. Uh, Bob Billy Jim Bob. Uh, hello, Bob Billy Jim Bob. Uh, I'm Frank. Yeah, and I'm. And I was just calling. Uh, I was wondering how your car insurance is. I don't. You need uh, some supplemental car insurance in case. I ride emergency a... breakdowns or something bad happens to your car, sir. I ride a horse. Oh, well, oh, oh. don't get me started. We just so happen to have supplemental horse insurance. You do? Oh, yeah. You're, if your horse breaks down, we will Fix find it. you a replacement. Okay. And then we'll buy you a whole new horse. Oh, damn. Why don't you just fix the one that broke down? Well, you, we, we can't do that, sir. It's dead. Oh, it died? Yes. Yep. Did you shoot it? Unfortunately, we got to put the horse down. Oh, my goodness. Once it's been damaged. I, but in I, the meantime, while you're still shopping for a new horse, we can replace the one that is uh, damaged with a with a used one. And then <laughs> when you find your new horse, we can give you the money to buy that new horse, sir. What if I refuse the, this insurance? It doesn't sound like something I'm interested in. Well, you know, it, it, you you can refuse it, yes, yes, but what happens if your horse breaks down? Uh, then what I'll, are you going to do then? I guess I suppose that I'm walking. Now, if you have this insurance, it's like, it's real, it's real, it's real good, it's real good to have... You know, it takes a whole load off your back uh, uh, in knowing that your horse will be replaced at no cost to you 
other than the monthly premium of $5,000. Sir. Oh, excuse uh, me. I might be interested. <laughs> I also have a horse named Damby. Oh, you do? Yeah. That must be a dandy fine horse. Yeah, she's Damby. I'll tell you, I don't know that I'm able to pay 5000 a month, though. I think bank... Well, that's okay. We can work with you on that. And uh, you can you can make three payments, uh, actually, no, four payments a, a week. Oh, boy. Sounds like a nice gentleman. I don't know. He wants so, to help uh, us. I don't know. So, so that would be... Yeah. Are you doing the math? <laughs> don't do the math. <laughs> Take too damn well, long. I don't need to do the math, sir. It, the math... The math adds up. Itself. Well, okay. It explains itself. It adds up. You do the math yourself. I'm telling you. Don't question dollars a month. I'm sold. I'm that sold. That is a deal. Say less. I'm sold. Perfect. Uh, I'll fill me out too. The, Sign me up. You got 10000 a month coming in. Uh, now, I'm going to... I'm just going to call you every other day and annoy the shit out of you. My, uh, now, my horse... That's what we do here at Supplemental... Insurance Co. My horse is a little, it has a, a little special condition. Now, I should explain it has stench glands. Yep. I've heard of this. Well, do you insure those stench glands? Can you make sure I get an equal horse if, with stench glands? Hold on one second, sir. Hold on one second. Oh, can I speak to your manager? I wonder if they're going to throw in that um, golden uh, saddle blanket that they promised. Oh, now I don't know if I heard him mention saddle blanket. I did see a commercial and they were saying that they would throw in the golden saddle blanket if you got two customers. Did you see that on the QVC channel? Saw it on. All right. I think I did. All right. I got my manager okay. right here. Okay. Hello. Uh, can I, may I speak with him or her? Oh, hello. <laughs> hello, ma'am. Uh, now... Uh, no, I'm a sir, sir. I'm a sir. Oh, Please. okay. No. Uh, sir, um, I just was explaining to your uh, subordinate there that uh, I need special insurance that covers the stench factor. Yeah, you know what? This ain't gonna work. Uh, have a nice day, sir. Bye-bye. Ma'am. Can I speak with the other guy again, or is he gone, too? other guy was nicer. other guy was real nice. He was going to give us two for one. And we're back. Nicely done. Almost cannon. That was a beautiful ad read. I hope everybody buys those products. <laughs> yeah. Damn, they are good at their jobs. Yeah. Yeah. You- they sure are. All right, all right, all right, all right. Enough rapping. You stop. You stop. I mean, sorry. This is it. No, this is that guy. So let's get into this topic. Hit I me, got. Uh, hit me, Nikki B. I think, I think you might like it. I'm not sure though. I want you to so, en- entertain me. So it's a it's a monster story, of sorts. You know, it's a an, an encounter story. I guess we'll call it. That took place. In Maine, a small town in Maine, um, 
a lot of people are familiar with this story because of the Sci-Fi Channel. They did a show called Paranormal Witness, and one of the episodes focused on this story. So a lot of people know it from that. Uh, it also appeared in takes takes place in that. <laughs> Darcy's. It also appeared in this book by uh, this this woman named Linda Godfrey. She wrote a lot of books about like uh, werewolves, and dogmen. She was she became quite famous for for finding the story of, about the uh, crap. Now I can't think of what it's called. Uh, the Beast of Bray Road. Oh, you talked about that along uh, uh, when um, yeah. So this lady, she she was a uh, werewolf. Like a, she started off as like an amateur um, journalist working for like a no- local newspaper, and while she was doing that, she started from she the bottom. Now she's here. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, pretty much. Uh, she actually recently passed away in December. Oh. Um, but. All right. She wrote several books. Darcy's but uh, Linda Godfrey, she was uh, a journalist, and she found this this folder. It was either at the sheriff's office or the animal control office. I can't remember which one, but it was it was labeled werewolf. Oh. Um, so apparently there were a lot of werewolf sightings. So they created a folder about werewolf sightings, and that's you know pretty much where she started her career. She's wrote multiple books about. So, so she was a journalist. A journalist, and she uh, she took an interest in the supernatural. Yeah, pretty much. I see. So get into this here. We'll call it. Uh, I know on the Sci-Fi Channel, and there they call theirs the Wolf Pack. We'll just call our. We'll call our story. Uh, uh, we'll just call it the Palmyra Werewolves. How's that sound? That sounds pretty good. Tell me how to spell that. All right. It is T-A-L-M-Y-R-A. Palmyra. T as in tiger? T as in penis. (laughs) Palmyra. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, like Palmol. Like Palmolive. Yep. Okay, I'm with you. Alright, so this is a little town in Maine. Uh, it's got just the pop it's got just over nineteen hundred people that live in the town. Oh, I can see it. Somerset County. I've been through town it's like kinda of, what? I've been through that kind of town many times on my horse. Nice. That must have been a long trip. Well, I've ridden all over the place. I bet you needed supplemental horse insurance for that one. Well, I've been riding the same old paint for all these years. That's a good horse right there. She's nigh on 90, 80, 80 years old. It's pretty, uh, pretty old nag. So yeah, Palmyra, a small town. It's got about 1,900 people that live in it. It's in Somerset County. And it's located in, like, south-central Maine. So it's not on the coast. You know, it's inward. Um, and it's 
it's famous for being the birthplace of James Springer White, who co-founded the Seventh-day Adventist Church. So, yeah. It's his hometown? That's his hometown. He's a famous man. Uh, we don't have to get into what that is. Okay. I just wanted to mention that. So, yeah. Uh... Eric and Shelly are the people's names. Eric and Shelly Martin. And they had moved to Palmyra with their daughter, Chelsea, because Eric, the husband, he, he had gotten injured at his, at his job. He worked at a paper mill, and he was working on a piece of equipment, and he damaged some discs in his back. Um, so they... It didn't really say, but it seemed like they had to move... From wherever they were staying, wherever they were living at, I, you know, I don't. This is just I'm just gathering this that they had to move to a new location, a new house, and Shelly also had to find a new job that would have been closer to the new place they were living at. So they they chose Palmyra as their as their new home, this house in Palmyra. Uh, I'm with you. What so leading what? I'm sorry, I was coughing because I choked on something. What, I missed it. Why did they have to move? Because the husband, Eric, he had, he had did something to some discs in his back. He oh, okay. He disabled. He got injured. And he couldn't work anymore. Okay, okay. I didn't really say why. Like, I didn't understand why. No, it's okay. It's pretty much all she said was that she had to, so they, they moved to a new home, and then she also had to find a, she also got a new job closer to the new home. Okay. That's really all it said, but I'm assuming it's because they had to find a new house, too. Okay. Okay. Uh, Thank you for catching So, leading oh, up to the encounter, Shelly and Eric, they would go out on the porch at night and drink coffee. Oh. You know, unwind. And that sounds So, they weird. were sitting out on their porch, and they started seeing these weird, mysterious lights coming from... <gasps> from so, there's a field, there's their house. And then there's a field, and there's a bunch of woods, like really thick woods, and there's a swamp past the woods. Um, and they would see these mysterious lights. Oh, those lights. From the woods. It kind of looked like flashlights, maybe, but they would, they would come on, they would go off, they would come on, and they would travel around. And they were seeing these lights, and they were wondering what they were. And I, this went on for several days, and apparently the neighbor had even seen them. And so the Martins... Uh, Eric and their son, I believe his name was Jason, along with the neighbor, they would go back into the woods and they would try to find what these mysterious lights were. Fireflies. They, they, could, they could never find out where they were coming from. Um, they, had, they had originally thought that they were poachers, so they wanted to go down and catch, you know, catch them in the act. Oh, like their lantern, their lanterns bobbing in the distance. Right, right. But they could never, they never found what the lights were coming from. They never from. found out? No, they were just like these mysterious lights. Oh, my God. So that's really all that came from that. And they kept seeing them. Uh, and then the lights, they just kind of stopped. They went away and they stopped seeing them. Um, and they weren't fireflies. Then, not to be, not to be a, no, a naysayer, but I'm just wondering. No, they were like bright lights. Big ones. Like they would light up the woods. Like definitely Ooh. like a flat, you know, like a flashlight or okay. something. Definitely not a firefly that I've ever seen. Yeah, no, not, okay. not a firefly. Ooh, imagine but, uh, there were fireflies that were that bright, though. 
Okay. And so, so wouldn't that be cool? Nothing ever became of that tail. Like nothing ever. Imagine going out and no. going out into no, a field nothing. and the fireflies are so bright that they just like blind you. <laughs> yeah. No, they were just giant fireflies. Whoa. Oh, I wouldn't want it. I so what do you what do you think they are? Anyone here? Like what do you think I, that? Was? I don't know. I mean, floaters. Fay folk. We'll get in. We'll get into it at the okay. end. I oh, guess. Okay. All right, all right. I'm rushing ahead. Sorry. So soon after the lights, Chelsea and her boyfriend Nathan, who would stay with them on weekends, um, this was this was uh, you know a couple weeks after they had moved in, so they wanted to explore the area around the house. So they took the dogs for a walk one morning, and the dogs they started acting funny, visually acting funny. They knew something was something weird was was going on just by the way the dogs were acting, and they came across this hole in the ground, um, but it wasn't like just any hole. It looked like it had been dug by a person, maybe. Like, it was it was perfectly round, which was weird. Like, they, he, Nathan specifically mentions how, how uh, perfectly round the hole was, oh. and he said that it had to have been dug by a person with, hand, you know, someone with hands. It couldn't have been an animal just by how, like, you know, perfect it was. And how deep was she? Well, I mean, it, they didn't go in it, but it was deep enough where, you know, it was dark and they couldn't see anything. Wow. So pretty deep. Uh, and then they got this weird feeling came over them. And uh, Chelsea was like, we got to get out of here. Something's about to happen. This, I don't like this. I don't feel good anymore. This is scaring me. Let's go. So they, they She's left. She's smart. She's the smart one in the group. No. Um, <clears throat> seek, and so seek the, the main story takes place. I didn't really say how long after they found the hole, but I believe it was like almost maybe even the same weekend. Um, so I believe it was not Labor Day weekend. What's the weekend in... In spring, that kicks off, you know, like, oh, it's summertime. Memorial Day. Yeah, so it was Memorial Day weekend. birthday. And it was around 10 o'clock. Eric and Shelly, they were sitting on the porch having their, you know, their their evening coffee. And they, they oh, would, I love that image. And Just they they enjoyed doing this together. Who wouldn't? What? <laughs> Don't they stay up? At night, the caffeine, I mean, it would be too much. That's true. Coffee. Right. You don't see me drinking coffee past 2 p.m. at max. Otherwise, it's... Well, maybe tr- it's decaf. Oh, oh, yeah. Sanka. Excellent. Excellent point. They just like coffee. They just like the taste of it. <laughs> Ew. They're drinking decaf. Oh. It's probably instant, too. That's like drinking non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> not good. Right? Not good. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I love the image of them on the I porch. I love though. that image. Drinking the hot beverage. <laughs> you, I'm sorry. Go on. Go on, Nikki. Sorry. All right. So yeah. So it was around ten o'clock at night. Um, they were enjoying their coffee. You know, what? Looking for the deer that would usually be out, but they noticed that it was much quieter that night. Um, and they weren't seeing any of the, the deer that they would usually see. Because they, like I said earlier, they had a field that they're, they had kind of like a wraparound porch that went around the house. They would, Make a they picture. would be able to look out over this field. Um, but they didn't see any deer. 
so they're, you know, they're drinking their coffee. coffee, and then Eric all of a sudden has this feeling come over him where he knew something was wrong. He instantly was just, knew something was wrong, something bad was about to happen. He gets up and he tells his wife that she needs to go, in, they need to go inside right now. Um, so he's kind of like pulling at her to get her to go inside. She's like, she doesn't, she's kind of confused as to what's going on. Uh, and she had this big flashlight, like this spotlight that they would shine out into the field. She picks it up, she, she shines it out towards the field, and uh, they illuminate three sets of these green eyes. Oh, goodness me. <laughs> Um, I was picturing and that whole thing. I immediately knew these animals weren't deer. No, not at all. No. No. Not deer. What were they? Not deer. Well, so they knew by the color of the eye shine that these weren't deer. Deer have like a, like a, I guess it's kind of yellow. It's more yellow. And these were just like fluorescent green almost, you know? Mm. Were they like goat size? <laughs> were they shaped were all? They what? Were they shaped all? Were they, were they shaped all? They were all not them? sheep eyes. Yes, that's what I was asking. <laughs> what is that shape where it's like kind of up and it's like a circle but not full and it's up and down? Oval. No, but it, oval's rounded edges. This one comes to a point, kind of. Rectangle. Trapezoid. Trapezoid. No. <laughs> uh, fuck. Huh. It's like a octagon. Never mind. She had Triceratops. Yeah. Tetrahedron. It's a, <laughs> That's what I meant to say. Tetrahedron. It's a, it's a uh, rhombus. Rhombus. Rom- oh, rhombus. that's my favorite. The red one. Rhombus. Yeah. I love the name rhombus. Raphael is a party. I mean, Raphael. Rhombus. Raphael so, rhombus. Cool. The shape of the eyes was a rhombus, rhombus. you're saying? Rhombus. It didn't say what shape of the eyes they were. It just said the eyes shine. They okay. shone. They shined. Was green. <coughs> green. Okay. And so, yeah, so they're shiny. They shine the light, and they see these creatures. They're low to the ground. They're like crawling almost. There's three of them. They come crawling across the road oh. into their their field. Oh my God! They saw their bodies. Yeah. So they're crawling, like they're staying low to the ground, uh, and they're like slinking through. A neighboring field across the road, and then when they get across the road, they rise up on two legs and they start loping across the yard. Loping. Um, and they run around this this pond that's about a hundred feet away from the the Martin. They have a, a pond in the in the front of their house. Um, they sound terrifying. I'm picturing golem type creatures. <laughs> you know. Well. Oh. Could be, I mean... Like they folk? Well, you'll find out what they are. It's Gollum um, So these... They watch as these three creatures, they're running around the backside of this pond, and then Shelly and Eric, they hear movement from the front yard, and they see two more of them charging right at them. This is not good. Oh, uh, my God. And these two beasts, they... So they're, like, charging at them on all fours, and then they... They rise up on two feet as well, right right before they reach the Martins, but they break off their charge and they run around the backside of the pond as well. So they meet up with the other the other three. 
So the Martins, they stood on the porch. They were frozen in fear for a minute, <gasps> unsure, really, of what they had just seen. I'm unsure. Uh, what the fuck? What the fuck was that? One thought quickly came to their <laughs> came to their mind, and that was of werewolves. Hmm. Werewolves. So. Could yeah. Be, could be werewolves. So these were like werewolf-like creatures. So they were kind of like humanoid, but also wolf-like? Hairy. Hairy. Here, suit. Yeah, so the Mar- Shelley describes in, uh, in um, the book by Linda Godfrey, Real Wolfmen, Shelley kind of describes what they look like. And they don't... Her description of them wasn't really like a wolf, but it kind of was. So they had, like, they had snouts, but they weren't, like, really big... Now, so not like a dog. They were kind of stubby. Stubby. Um, they had shorter, stubby tails. So they had tails, but they were only like eight inches long. Ooh. They weren't like really furry tails like a dog, you know. It's kind of stubby. But they did have dog legs. So dog they legs. were walking on two legs, but their legs were shaped like dogs. Oh, my goodness. You know, like a, a hog. That is terrifying. Um, it's just terrifying. Yeah. definitely sounds like a werewolf to me. It strikes my heart true with terror. Yeah, the Martins, they stood on the porch for a minute and they were frozen in fear. Uh, and they, as they watched these, these other two werewolf creatures run around the backside of the pond, they, they run inside, you know. They locked the door behind them. Slam. Uh, what? Oh, sorry, I just did like a sound effect. I mean, I just did like a sound effect. Uh, yeah, so they lock the door, they slam the door, they lock it. Slam! Uh, they knew that this <laughs> that this wouldn't keep the creatures from coming inside if they wanted to, but Eric and Shelly found, you know, comfort in this small act. Yeah. Um, That's also very beautiful. So, I really so like these, in, this couple. I really, I really like them because they, I like that they just felt comfort going inside and just, they had been drinking coffee on the porch before this and it was just, Suddenly, a bunch of fucking crazy demon things coming in and like, oh, let's go inside. Right? They might I mean, kill us, but at least we got each other. They seem got. like a nice, nice couple. That's all that matters. They seem like a nice couple. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah. So, Shelly would then race around the house, making sure all the doors and windows were shut and locked. Um, and... They then looked for the creatures, you know, wondering where they had gone. So they wanted to make sure that they were still around the backside of the pond. Um, They had to kind of, like, move throughout the house to these different windows to try and get a a good look of them. These creatures, these these werewolf creatures, they clearly didn't seem to be afraid of the flashlight beam, it seemed like. Um, Because Shelly had, she, she specifically remembers one of the wolf creatures staring right back at her when she shone the light. Oh. So they were kind of crouched down. She remembers uh. shining a light, her flashlight, so that, that big flashlight she had, the spotlight, she was shining it out the window at one, and it stood up. Like it, They were crouched down, and it stood up and stared back at her. Why? Um, Why are they terrorizing these poor people? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, so knowing the creatures were together... And far enough away from the house, that provided, you know, a little breathing room for, for the Martin. And Shelly decided to go check on their daughter, Chelsea, who was sleeping. 
Uh, I couldn't find whether the house had an upstairs and a downstairs, or if it was just a downstairs. Like um, one of those ranch-style houses. Right. So I looked at the house on Google Earth, and it looks like it's got two floors. Well, nice job with the research there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I wanted Sarah. to see what the property looked like. The pond uh, has been filled in since... Since this happened, oh, that's, I believe it took place in 2006 or 2007. That's a real bad omen. You don't fill in a pond like that. God damn it. They're going to get cursed. You know they will. Mm-hmm. I know. I don't know why you'd want to fill it in, but... Fill it in. Oh. Yeah, so the pond had been filled in, but you can... Uh, so yeah, so the house is it's kind of close to the road, the main road. Uh, kind of L-shaped. With the bottom of the L going back towards the, the woods. There's a big barn kind of off to the left. The field's off to the left. Detail. And I can they're just see it. surrounded by, by my mind's woods. Eye. And then behind the woods, there's this, this pond and swampy area that just goes on forever. Like, um, so yeah, Chelsea, Shelly, she goes to check Chelsea, uh, and from Chelsea's bedroom window, she could look down towards the pond uh, and saw the beast still there, crouching low. Shelly tried to wake Chelsea up, That's persistent. Uh, telling her she needed to look at these animals. She's like, she's like, look at, you know, shaking her daughter, trying to get her up. She's like, you gotta, you gotta look at these. There's something weird outside. Hurry, look. Chelsea gets up for a second. She looks at him and she's like, oh wow, that's cool. Wait, how old is she- how old is uh, Chelsea? The daughter, I wonder. Like, uh, she was. I think she said she was like 17. Oh, about teen. to graduate. No wonder she doesn't care that there's monsters out there trying to attack. Right? She said to the Oh, whatever, Mom. Go back to bed. I'm tired. So her boyfriend would stay on the weekends because he was going to the military. He was going into the army. He stayed on the weekends with them. Uh, so what I'm thinking is this must have been a Sunday night because he wasn't there. Um... And if they had found the hole the day before, I, you know, I would imagine that would be a, either Sunday morning or, or Saturday or Sunday morning. So I think I think this happened on Sunday night. They don't they don't say, but I tried to I had to piece the story together from uh, the TV show, which which uh, ha, you know they they're talking in the TV show. But they also kind of made some stuff up. You know, to make the show interesting, so I had to kind of sift through that. That's like what then, we do. <laughs> we no, improvise. That's not what we do. Uh, no, we don't make anything up. You're right. It's all real. And then, uh, you know, obviously from the book, Linda Godfrey's book, Real Wolfmen, and Shelley had also posted a post on Facebook after the TV show had came out. So I kind of took all those three sources and pieced the story together. But, uh, so yeah, uh, Shelly, she's looking at these creatures. She's trying to get her daughter to look, look at them. The daughter's like, oh, wow, that's cool. Uh, goes back to bed. Eric decides that they need to get out of the house. Um, they need to get off the property. They need to get out of here. Wait, while those um, creatures are still out there? Yeah, so he's, they're trying to figure out what to do. Okay. Eric gets the bright idea that if he can reach the truck... He can back the truck up to the door and that they'll be able to, you know, 
quickly get in the car into the truck oh and my I'll goodness. be able to drive away. Yeah, that, so that that sounds wild. He uh he goes outside, you know, he well, I guess first he makes sure, you know, that the creatures are around the pond. So they're all five of them are around the pond. Uh and he, he thinks he's, he has enough time to get to the truck. Okay. Um, oh, I hope so. Have they all made it right? Well, well, hold on. I, I just got to mention this, too. So Eric was also a hunter, and he had hunt, hunted, like, everything that you could hunt in Maine. Okay. He had been hunting his whole life, um, so he knew that these creatures outside his door, you know, out in the field, he knew they weren't bears. Right. Um... And he knew that they weren't, they obviously weren't wolves, that they were walking around on two feet. Yikes. But Shelly wouldn't, didn't allow him to keep his guns inside the house. Oh, he had to, damn it. He had to keep them in the garage, locked up in the garage. Damn it, um, Shelly. Right? And he originally wanted to get the gun, get a, get, get to the gun, but because he was disabled, he, he thought that he wouldn't be able to make it in time. They were, they were kind of locked up in a like a homemade strong box oh. um, which, which was then hidden it you know up high in the garage where like a potential thief wouldn't just stumble across them uh, I feel like if you're gonna have weapons then why not just keep them like where you can actually use them in the event right I don't yeah I mean that kind of almost sounds I don't know Sounds like it's almost like made up to make the story better. Like, why wouldn't you just... Because Shelly said she didn't want guns in the house because of children, but the only child that was in the house was 17 years old. Like, I don't... You know, you would imagine a 17-year-old right. would be smart enough not to accidentally shoot themselves. Yeah, I I would I would hope so, but maybe that's the reason. I don't know. Right. So, so yeah, the guns were locked away. So the initial thought was to go after the guns uh, but then he decided that he would just try to get the, the, to the car instead. Okay. Uh, so no guns. Okay, gotcha. No guns. Right. So he quickly determines that he he could probably get to the truck in time. I mean, obviously he's injured. He, he doesn't move very fast. Right. Um, but he thinks he can do it. So he's moving from window to window, trying to figure out exactly where these creatures are you know he's, he's like scared to death he wants to make sure they're all together oh, no. uh, and he sees that all five of them are keeping low within like the tall weeds around the uh, back side of the pond and they're all like so grouped together yeah so they're all packed up around this pond Ooh. which is only a hundred feet away from the house not a very big pond but he thinks that should give him enough time okay. to get to the truck uh, so he slowly unlocks the front door and opens it, hoping that any sound he, he may have made didn't attract the attention of these creatures. Yeah. And he's able to sneak onto the porch, down the front steps. Uh, he's, you know, he's, he's obsessively listening for any sound that would indicate the creatures were on the move. He doesn't hear anything. The truck is parked. He, he says it's only 20, 20 or 25 feet away from him. So he thinks he can make it. He's at the bottom of the steps, heading towards the truck. Um, and when he gets close to the, the truck, this motion sensor light kicks on. 
and he's kind of like right in the middle of the, of the beam. Oh no. And he's like, oh shit. Oh shoot. I don't like the way this is going. He's got to make it though, right? He wrote, he lived to tell a tale, I guess. That's what I hope. Right. So his light kicks on and he's close to the truck. He's real close to it. He's like, great. I'm almost there. I'm going to make it. This light kicks on. He's right in the middle of it. He's exposed. He's, he's like, great. He's going to attract the attention of these creatures. Yep. And then yep. all of a sudden Classic. he hears one directly oh. behind him. No. Oh. Oh. <laughs> uh, what next? What so next? He, Damn it. He turns around and he sees it. It's kind of on the outside. So, you know, this light kicks on. He's in kind of in the center of the light. And this creature is like on the outskirts of the, the light. It's not getting into the light, though. So he, he, he doesn't know what to do at first. Um, I wouldn't either. I definitely. He doesn't know why this thing hasn't pounced on him yet. Right. It's clearly in like the attack position. You know, it looks like it's ready to get him. Yeah. You can hear it. You can hear it breathing. You can hear it snarling at him, grunting at him. Uh, hmm. And he slowly backs away from the, the truck. Yeah, uh, we so know Eric, all about that. Sorry. He, he gets back inside the house. Yep. He locks the door behind him. Wait a minute. Oh, sorry. Um, sorry. Wait. What happened with the vehicle? He just he bolted away from it? He changed his yeah. mind. He changed his mind. Yeah, he, was, he didn't get it. Yeah. <clears throat> because his so. ladies are still inside. Yeah, he's got to get back home. Right. Um, so yeah, he's back inside. He locked the door. I don't know what I would have done. You gotta stay with the group. That's usually what you should do. Don't separate. Don't separate. That's right. Classic horror movie trope. From what I, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't watch movies or do anything really except for ride my horse. So when he gets back inside, him, Eric, and Shelly, they decide that they should call the police. So they, they call the police, and then the police then forwards them to the local game warden, who tells, who pretty much tells the Martins, you know, stay inside, lock the door, it's probably a bear, hmm. you know, it won't come in, it won't hurt you if you don't go outside, blah, blah, blah. Like any bear they've ever seen. Five of so them, nonetheless. But they're not coming, they, you know. Game wardens are the not. Police aren't coming. The game warden's not coming. That's good for nothing. Pretty much just tell them uh, stay inside. That's our tax dollars, I suppose. <laughs> so the Martins, they know no, there's nothing stopping these creatures from busting their way into the house. They can easily, you know, break a window, or they're even big enough to just break down the door. Um. So they decide that they should, well, I guess they don't really know what to do. Eric oh, decides gosh. he needs to go get his gun. Um, Eric, so, he wants that gun, I get that. Right, so he's, I guess he's going back out. This also didn't make much sense to me. So he, his new plan is to go back outside, use the light, you know, the motion light, as a deterrent to keep these creatures away from him while he retrieves his gun. You know, I feel like he should have used that time to just get back to the truck 
but he decides to uh, try the guns instead. Which I mean, they're just they're just as far from him as the truck, if not farther. Well, I'll so, tell you this, Nick. If we do the Hollywood rendition of this, we're gonna have to tidy up some of that pop point right there, because I, I don't like <laughs> all this wishy-washy back and forth. I want action. Right. All right. So he he, he goes back outside. Shelly tells him. Before he goes out, Shelly tells him, don't go back out there. They told him to stay inside. Lock, you know, we're going to lock ourselves in here. And then she goes to get Chelsea, like, to wake Chelsea up fully. Uh, And when she does that, Eric goes outside. He's going to go get his gun. I'm going to go get my gun. It's happening. And so he goes, you know, he sneaks back. He looks around. It's going down. Sneaks back outside. And he's, like, trying to get these lights to turn on. Hmm? And when he turns on, the light turns back on. Ding, ding, ding. When the light turns back on, he realizes he made a huge mistake. Instead of one creature being around him, all five of them are there. They have encircled him. You know, while it was dark out, while the light wasn't on, they they had worked their way around him. So they're they're all around him. What was that guy's name again? I feel like his name. What was his name? The guy, the guy you're talking about. His name's Eric. Eric. Okay, thank you. Um. Eric. Uh, so yeah, so he's kind of stuck in the middle of them, and he realizes Poor that Eric. that they're they're in like in a, an attack formation. Oh like, no! Like working like a pack of wolves. Oh. They're gonna bring him down. Yeah. Uh, For the meat. So he doesn't really know what to do now afraid that if he moves out of the light it's going to turn off but he knows that they, this light is keeping these creatures at bay which also kind of doesn't make really much sense to me because earlier Shelly had mentioned shining a light at one of them and that it stood up and looked at her like right. you know, but, uh, maybe Shelly can distract, distract them and shine a light somewhere else and they can run away wait what happens to Eric but yeah, so he's standing there, uh, and he, then he just starts to slowly back his way inside. He makes it back inside. He doesn't get his gun. He doesn't get the truck. Backup noise. Um, and, I mean, that's pretty much the story for of what happened. You know, the remainder of the night, they kind of hunker down in their master bedroom. Oh, my God. Uh, Shelly says that she specifically remembers being afraid that they were going to come through the windows. Apparently, there were two windows on Ugh. either side of the bed. Um, That's terrible. So then what? what's the, like, did they just go away then one time? They just left after that? Or? I mean, they the Martins, they eventually fell asleep. The Martins. They said, and when they woke up, they were gone. But before they fell asleep, they, re- they remember these creatures coming up onto the porch. Ew. They could hear them walking back and forth. You know, they're, like, tapping the side of the house. That's terrible. Uh, scraping their, their finger, you know, their long nails along the wood. They could hear them grunting and growling. But they eventually fell asleep. Uh, when they woke up, these creatures were gone. Um, they, the next day, Eric called his son, Come here, son. Jason. Jason. And him and Jason would go out, and they would find these weird prints throughout, you know, the yard. Um, and these prints would match up to other dogman tracks dogman. You know, found throughout the country. And apparently there's this, this weird hook-like fe- 
feature on the back of the print, um, which I guess is attributed to the Velo Claw heel. So, I mean, that's pretty much the story. Whoa, where did you hear that? How does it tie into? How does it tie into the big giant circle that was dug in the ground? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. There, I mean, there are other weird things. Apparently, they uh, they started seeing a ghost girl. Whoa, that's a whole like, myth. Another one. Yeah, like some weird things started happening. Um, With the Martins. Yeah. So yeah, they started seeing, or specifically Eric started seeing this this ghost girl, this little Eric. girl. He said. That she wasn't happy. Look, she didn't look happy. Um, she was dressed in like 1800 clothing, you know, period clothing. Um, but yeah, it never really says. But did Eric, the Martins go back yeah. to drinking their evening coffee? That's <laughs> what matters most, and finding comfort in each other through the harsh. I, I feel like main the. Uh, I feel like the whole, the light, they all have something to do with it. Now, what if that? <coughs> what if that particular area is uh, the veil is thin between the mortal world and the fey world? Right, that's what I was thinking. That could be, with the ghost girl and the werewolf Makes creatures. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wonder yeah, if it's it, like a fey hole, you know, like the hole. That's how you get there, like Alice in Wonderland. You know, you got to go down the rabbit hole. Maybe that's why they filled in the pond. But what comes out of the hole is not good. Ooh, what comes out of the hole <laughs> I didn't is not mean good. to say that. Like as I was saying that, it sounded like poo. But I meant. Well, I never thought poo. <laughs> I meant the creatures come out when you open the hole. That's what happens when I poo. <laughs> so, um, you know what I mean. I got two, two others. Real small, small, small stories that kind of go, you know, they're on the same, they kind of go with this one a little bit. Okay. Do you want to make this into like an off the wall? I know you do those sometimes, but it doesn't have to be. What do you know? You're not bank. I listen every episode. No, you don't have to. We'll do the last one as an off the wall. Oh, cool. I always liked off the walls. I wish bank were here. Bank sucks. There's not much known about this story, but it's pretty scary um and it's always interested me so so the first one i got here it takes place in wisconsin in 2006 so it's it's the same year wisconsin. Um, it's for me from wisconsin and it happened to a, a man named steve kruger who was he was a Same state contractor Kruger. and he would go around wisconsin and like recover you know animals that had been hit by a car and he would, like, you know, dispose of the, the corpse. What a horrible job. The carcass. I don't like that job. So, Steve, he, uh, he specifically remembers, and I think this was somewhere around uh, Bray Road. Oh, yeah. Okay, Bray Road was in Wisconsin? Yeah, so we, we haven't really gone over the beast of Bray Road, but it's kind of like this werewolf creature yeah. that, like, is like been seen several times on this this stretch of that's you know, right yep. highway. I remember you said that. So this this guy Steve he picks up this dead doe and he places it in the back of his pickup truck, uh, and then he goes back to his cab to get the paperwork out. Oh no! So he gets in and he's filling out the paperwork 
and he kind of feels like his truck move, like it kind of shakes a little bit. Uh, and he initially thinks, you know, it's, it's just the wind or something that kind of just blew up against his truck. But then he feels it again, and it, it's like a, it's a much more violent rock. Um, oh. So he turns around and he shines his he, he shines his light out out the, uh, the the back window of his truck, and he sees this werewolf-like creature oh. in the back of his truck eating this dead deer. Oh. Uh, so he slams the truck into drive. He slams the gas. He takes off, and you know it was enough. Of, uh, forward motion to kind of knock everything out of the back of his truck. So we had like uh, deer and the wolf and all. Yeah, so the deer, the wolf. He had a an ATV ramp that was back there that that went flying out. Oh wow! Uh, and he drives down the road for several miles before stopping. Um, and then he eventually goes back to try and find his ramp, and that was totally gone. Why is he looking for the uh, ramp? Damn it! <laughs> But this this was a this report made it on the news on the national news, um, and that's kind of that story. Not much to it, but but it's Bray Road. That could be another area with a thin barrier between Fay and Mortal. Mortal. And I I do have one from Vermont too, actually. That Ooh. was reported by this guy named Joe Citro. Oh, I know like, Joe Citro. He's like an author who he. He writes. Yeah, he's famous in our in Vermont. Yeah, being like an author of the weird. Of the weird. Uh, and I didn't, I didn't, I, I have this story in some books of his, but I didn't, I forgot to look it up. But I can kind of remember it. Uh, so I don't have all the details. But it was some town up north, and this lady, she's coming home from work late. Um, and she's driving through this town, and she's getting chased. All of a sudden, she gets chased by this pack of werewolves. Like these wolf creatures are running at on all fours at first, then they stand up and they start chasing her through this town, and you know she eventually evades them. How but the heck? That one. Now I've been here in Vermont. I forget the name of the town. How long did she um, have to evade them for? I don't remember. That sounds like a scary flight. Right. Uh, and then the last one I got the off the wall story. Um, off the wall. Yeah, so there's not much, you know, you can't find much of this story out there. Hold on, let me a lot of Let me tell Bank to come back real quick. Uh hey Bank, come on back. Yo, what's up? Nick, hey, how's it going? <laughs> oh wow, where'd you come from? No, I just I was over there with the thing I had something going on, but uh <laughs> hey guys. Did I miss the podcast? You're fast. Did I miss the gosh darn podcast again? Oh not much. Just about an hour and a half. How was your frolic? Oh yeah, me and Steve. Okay, we got well, we got a little bit to talk about, but we can hold off on that till next episode. We're gonna have to d- process it for a while. Um, what happened out there? Did you fire him? Well, I did fire him, and then he managed to figure out a way to get me to hire him back again. <laughs> now yeah, let's not go into that. it. Steve is persistent. I'll say that. Anyway, Nick, um, go on. Were you about to do off the wall? Yeah. I thought I heard that. I mean, it's kind of off the wallish, but not really. Uh, so this story is known as the land between the lakes attack. So the land between the lakes, I don't even really know where that is. Um, somewhere out west, I want to say like in the Michigan area, maybe. 
I, I just know that it's it's called the land between the lakes, and there's there's a lot of like these they call them dogmen, but they they don't dogmen. You know, when you get into like start looking up this stuff, they don't call them werewolves. They call them dogmen. It's like the name. Smaller. They're smaller um, than werewolves, right? Gotta be. No, I mean it's the same thing. Like uh, if you were to see a dogman, you'd be like, that's a werewolf. You know. Hmm. Yeah. But for some reason, they just call them dogmen. Okay. Um. So. So yeah, so this is a, a story that was reported supposedly by a police officer who had just come back from this horrible scene. You know, he was all shooken up and he's talking to this server at a local diner and he starts telling her about this family who had just been killed in their RV. So they were camping oh, no. uh, and they had just been completely ripped apart ripped no. to shreds no uh, I won't yeah. hear of it so like like you know there's Stadies there everyone's there you know Stadies not good uh, police officers everyone's at the scene Mounties. right now and this guy had been relieved and he's all shooken up he's like you know in shock and he's telling her about this family um, why are there are so many horses outside my house the camper and that there was there was even a little girl who was found. One spell. Like, they found pieces of her, you know, in this tree. Ew. That's pretty much all that is known of the story. No one's ever been able to find. Pieces? Like, uh, oh. There's no. So, like, the Martins, there was a police report of that. Um, uh, the Wisconsin guy, Steve Kruger, there was a police report of that. Um, but no one's ever been able to really find an actual report or any sort of, like, corroborating evidence Ooh. suggests that this was anything but a made-up story. Okay. Um, but, you know, everybody reports it as Ooh. being real, known as, like, the worst dogman, uh, you know, dog. attack ever. Damn. Usually when you look into stories many, of the dogmen themselves, how many they, do- uh, how do they anyone who's ever really come across one, Fucking. they... These dogmen, they look like they're about to attack you, but but they don't. They never do. Doesn't seem like it. You Dog know, woman. you just find some stories where Sounds they like do attack. Ex-wife. It seems like they just want to just scare the shit out of people and then like go yeah, away. But every once in a while they, they get hungry. They, they just want to scare the shit out of you, really. And then um, they want to get the deer if you find a deer. Well, right. but they'll eat human too. It sounds like. I mean, they eviscerated oh, yeah. that poor little girl. I mean, wait, sorry, this yeah, is me again. Yeah, so this is one, one of the only stories that ever talks about dogmen actually killing anyone. Yikes. So that's kind of why it's famous. That's weird. But I wonder why they that killed that, that little girl. Maybe, Maybe she's, she's like, extra extra tender. Oh, she might have been making fun. All right, and I got one more thing to go over really quick here. Uno más. Let's, let's hear it. All right, so when we're talking about dogmen. Dogmen. There's kind of like three categories that I think of, and those are wolf, you know, werewolves, yeah. and then you got the dogmen, Come and then on. you got the skinwalker. Ooh. Wait a minute. I have one of those in my house. What? What did Jim just contribute? I don't know. What did you say? He's smiling at me real creepy like. <laughs> I know that smile. I've seen it. I can picture it. 
kind of, uh, yeah, sinister. Yeah, you got werewolves, dogmen, and skinwalker. What's a skinwalker? Uh, What's a skinwalker? What's Zixel. a skinwalker, Jimmy? There's a, someone, like an evil witch that transforms into, like, animals, but she can, like, sometimes it, like, becomes, like, two animals at a time, so they can like the same animal. Like a shape changer? So like, so like, it could be like a dog and a chicken. Ooh. It could be like a chicken. Okay, well, I've, I've never heard that, but he was, pretty clo- he was pretty close. So a skinwalker is... When, and people talk about skinwalkers being pretty much anywhere. But skinwalkers, they're really... Skinwalker. Like from the, the southwest. So think like... like it's Arizona, a Native American thing. New Mexico. It's definitely they're indigenous like, thing. And they're definitely from, uh, mostly stories from like the Navajo. So a skinwalker is like it's a it's usually like in in like a witch doctor who becomes evil. So someone who practices dark magic. Um, yeah, a witch. And they have to they have to sacrifice a loved one. So in order to become a skinwalker, you have to sacrifice. Someone you love. Oh no! And then that gives you the ability to take on the form of an animal. I guess I have to sacrifice Darcy. That's no, cool. Sorry, Darce. How oh, are you going to become a dog? Coyote. Coyote. Oh, that's, that's the skinwalker. Wow. And a lot of a lot of people mix that up. It seems like with the dogmen or you know a werewolf. But yeah, but the skinwalker is really something that's only found in the southwest. Skinwalker doesn't have like the canine characteristics, does it? It could. It depends what kind of animal they take. Oh, yeah, so, it's not yeah, just they a wolf. Take on the form of like a coyote. It could be anything. And there's a lot of oh. there's a lot of stories of like like something happening where a coyote is like attacking someone's livestock. They shoot the coyote, and then the next day, you know. This person is has like a, a mysterious bullet, you know, wound in the same spot where the coyote was shot. Yes, I've read about this. Oh yeah, you know stories like that. There's some really um, wild magic there. I bet um, it's fae folk. I bet. So yeah, so the werewolf. Obviously, we know what that is. It's someone who changes into a wolf, usually via like some sort of object, like a salve or a belt. Kind of like, remember that guy, Peter Stubb? Stubby. We talked about him in the werewolf episode where he had like a belt. Oh, yeah. Old Stubby. A furry belt? <laughs> so, yeah. Furry so belt. That yeah, and like he would use werewolf. it to turn into a, to like be able to have the curse be upon and then, him. And the dog man, like dog a, man. the dog man creature is something that's, something that's able to walk on all fours as well as two feet um you know whenever it wants to it's always in a wolf form it's not somebody who can change into change into one when they want and they travel in packs yeah think of it like a wolf that learned how to walk on on two feet that's pretty much what a dog man is and a lot of times in dog man reports you hear of like the witness I'll talk about when the animal stood up. Ah, uh, hello. This like is the dog man report. Like, and uh, popping sound. You can like hear the the legs like popping into position. Ew. Ew. I can hear like the bony joints just cracking into place. Right. Ew. And then you know you better run. The dog man's yeah. after you. 
The dog man is here. But they don't always kill you. Sometimes they just taunt you. Hey, I'm dog man. Get That's away. <laughs> Get away. That's pretty cool, Nick. That's that's a, a lot of stuff. That's, that's I like it. It's like almost a continuation of our were- werewolf episode, but with more specific stories. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Like that you connected to the Skinwalkers, because that's a cool yeah, topic. Yeah, we should do that. That's a too. really cool topic. That's very magical. Oh, this, yeah, the Skinwalker. Yeah. Yeah. And if you like Skinwalk, if you like this, like the idea of a Skinwalker, there's a real good book out there called Thunderhead. Ooh. Um. I want, I want to read that. And I was wondering, do you know of anyone that sells Skinwalker insurance? Skinwalker insurance? Yeah. No, I Supplemental don't. I insurance. wish I did, though. Would that be for the Skinwalker or against the Skinwalker? <laughs> it would be for the Skinwalker. <laughs> if you come in contact with one? No, if you are one. If you are one. I think it would be for the Skinwalker. Yeah. Skinwalkers are people, too. So the, it, like they can't be held responsible for any damage that they do. <laughs> Yeah, that would be cool. Okay, I'll get some. <laughs> Give me some. <coughs> so, yeah, cool. Oh, my God. Well, Nico, that was a good app. Why don't you uh, say the phrase, buddy, and we'll, we'll call it quits. So, yeah. Elmira, werewolves, dogmen. That sounds almost canon to me. That's almost canon, baby. 